Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word every day for just a few minutes at least, about 12 or 13 or so. And in so doing, helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, upon our souls, helps us to have a more spiritual mindset obviously then a more positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Now, also being in God's word helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. As I always do, I want to encourage you, help some people in your life. You know people in your life, probably within your own family, in fact, who need to turn their thinking and their focus in life around. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God, about their souls, about eternity. So share these short studies with them. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make your commitment to share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their lives around. You may help somebody actually get to heaven. What a great blessing that would be for them, but it would also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're talking about a matter of the heart. We've asked the question, why do people act the way they do? Why do people talk the way they do? And we have this kind of evidence all around us, you know, of people acting in certain ways on a regular basis, sometimes carelessly, sometimes thoughtlessly, sometimes with anger, sometimes confrontationally, sometimes violently. People use certain kinds of language. There are some people, as I pointed out, who they cannot seem to have a conversation without lacing it all the way through with profanity and vulgarity, and they don't even think about it as they're using those kinds of words. But why? Why do people act the way they do? Why do they talk the way they do? Why do they behave the way they do? Why do they get into situations that they continually get into? Why do they keep experiencing consequences that are negative for them and negative for other people around them a lot of times? It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the heart. Now, we're not talking again, and I keep emphasizing this, we're not talking about that physical organ within our chest that God placed there in his design of the human body to pump the blood through our circulatory system throughout the body. Uh, That's just a physical organ. We're talking about something much deeper than that. We're talking about our mindset. We're talking about our emotions, about our souls, our spiritual essence. Perhaps the the, the term conscience, putting all of that together, might be the closest synonym to what we're really focusing upon, our conscience. Well, Jesus emphasized in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 and 22, He talked about it and he made the very dogmatic and bold statement that we know that murder will keep us out of heaven. You shall not commit murder, you know, and and that goes back to the first 10 commandments, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 13. But then he also talked about how anger and then what anger might lead to, horrible words, 
name calling and ultimately becoming more and more confrontational and ugly and hateful in the language that one would use toward another person or about another person and all of that. And then ultimately, we can understand that's a progressive kind of, of, of very negative and confrontational and, and ungodly response to an individual or a situation. And it can ultimately just progress a little bit further and turn into violence, physical violence, and even murder. And so perhaps that might be something for us to think about in that context. In verses 21 and 22, Matthew chapter 5, first he says, you shall not murder. That's, that, that will keep you out of heaven. Then he talks about how anger can develop and further and, and progress and, and that the ultimate results of that can keep us out of heaven. Well, the point being, you do not have to physically kill a person to be guilty of murder in God's eyes. Something we need to think about. And we need to really think about seriously. Well, then we move down to verses 27 and 28 in Matthew chapter 5. And Jesus continued with the principle. He says in verse, in verse, uh, in, in verse 27, he said, you know, you're not supposed to commit adultery. And committing adultery, sexual immorality between an individual who's married, but with another individual to whom he or she is not married, he says, that's going to keep you out of heaven. But then he goes on and says, but if you lust after a woman or you lust after a man, the principle being the same, in your heart, whether you commit the physical act or not, you've already committed adultery with that person in your heart. You're already guilty in God's eyes. So you see, you don't have to physically kill a person to be guilty of murder in God's eyes. You don't have to commit the physical act to be guilty of adultery in God's eyes. Let's focus now, and I've said conscience may be the closest term that we can use to get across what we're really trying to, to, to study about and consider and, and, and get straight in our mind that how we act, how we talk, what we do, our behavior, and, and we we've asked this further question, why do we live the kind of lifestyle we live on an ongoing basis? Why do we take the direction in life that we take on an ongoing basis? It's all a matter of the heart. And so probably, or very possibly at least, that that term conscience might really kind of wrap itself around all of this particular principle or concept that we're trying to get across. It's a matter of the heart. Well, what about the conscience? It's not a physical organ anywhere in our body, that's for sure. But our conscience is an inherent quality, if we might think of it that way. We might think emotion would be attached to that, but it's more than just emotion. It's, it's a mindset as well. And ultimately, the emotion is conditioned by the mindset we develop or we condition our conscience within us as to having an instinctive understanding and feeling of right and wrong, of goodness and evil, of godliness and ungodliness, of taking it a little bit deeper, of faithfulness and unfaithfulness. Conscience. Well, what about conscience? It is a real quality. In Acts chapter 23 and verse 1, we read this. 
Then Paul, looking earnestly at the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Now he's talking to them. I've lived in all good conscience. My understanding of what I was trying to do living before God has been good in my mind until this day. Well, we go a little bit further in chapter 24 and verse 16. We read the same basic understanding. Acts 24 and verse 16. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Conscience is a real quality. It's a real quality that God has designed within the human person. Again, it's not a physical organ, but it's something that we automatically have within us that we just need to, and, and again, it's, it's part of our mindset, and that then is attached to emotions because conscience triggers an emotional response, but that emotional response, again, is triggered by the mindset that, through which we develop the conscience. In, in Romans chapter 1, uh, in, in verse, I'm sorry, chapter 2, in verse 15, we read this, again, along this line, talking about certain individuals in ancient times, and he said, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, written in their hearts. Now, you see, that's the depth of what we're trying to get at. Why do I act the way do I, that I act? Why do I do the things that I do? Why do I talk the way I talk? Why do I think the way I think? Why do I live the lifestyle that I live? Why have I taken the direction in life that I take? It's a matter of the heart. So, again, who show the work of the law written in their hearts. You can see it through their lives. Their conscience also bearing witness. And between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. You see, that's the mechanism or the quality that God has instilled within us that we refer to as a conscience. But really, we're talking about it's a matter of the heart. And so we can have a conscience that bears witness, and notice it, it either accuses or excuses our actions, our thinking, our words. It either accuses us, I shouldn't have done that. And so the emotion kicks in, I did wrong. I'm sorry for that. Or it excuses us. Nope, that was in keeping with how I have conditioned my heart, my conscience. In Romans chapter 9 and verse 1, I tell the truth in Christ, Paul wrote, I am not lying, my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. I'm not just telling you I'm not lying. I'm not just saying I'm telling you the truth. My conscience bears me witness that I am telling you the truth. So there is the positive results of a good conscience. Now next time, let's look at this from the opposite perspective. A defiled conscience. A defiled conscience. Now let's take our, let's bring this to a close today and let's pray to our Father. Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us with the ability to understand, the ability to reason, to understand the difference between right and wrong. 
Thank you for blessing us with a heart like that, for blessing us with a conscience to guide us and ultimately correct us when we violate our conscience. Help us to condition our heart, our conscience, along your will and along your teachings. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer. Please forgive us. This is our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.